Shalom everybody. I hope everyone had an amazing Yom Kippur. Today is the day after Yom Kippur, which in breast of circles and outside is called Shem Hashem, the name of God. Because on this day, the name of Hashem is really elevated and revealed after the atonement of Yom Kippur, Bezrat Hashem. We are continuing with where we left off in Likutei Alachot, section Orachayim, the laws of the blessings of giving thanks, Bekat Hoda'ah. Discourse number 6, which again is based on this amazing lesson 24, and the idea of doing mitzvot with joy, we're in paragraph number 13. Uh, we left off where Rav Nosin, at this point, went back to explaining details of the Thanksgiving offering, where now he's going into, in depth, open up the world of the chametz, the leavened breads that were offered as part of the Korban Toda. And as is known, leaven is never offered as part of a sacrifice, only twice in the Korban Toda and also in the two breads that were offered on Shavuot. But here he's focusing more on the Thanksgiving uh, Korban like we're dealing with and the whole idea of the chametz. So Rav Nosen now opens us up to why chametz is an integral part of the Thanksgiving offering and how also the concept of chametz is integral a part of giving thanks in the first place. What's the thanks that's being given for, and how does chametz, the concept of chametz, fit into it? So he says like this, Rav Nosen. We left off, we're in the middle of the paragraph, paragraph number 13. This is now, we can now finally understand, based on all the introductions that he gave, the introductory concepts that Rav Nosen gave in the previous paragraphs, we can now finally understand why chametz, why leavened bread, is brought as part of the Thanksgiving offering. Kikfar mevuar, because we it has been already explained earlier. Shalide tikun haketer hamtana, that by activating, having activated the rectification of the keter, which is the concept of waiting. If you recall, a recap from Lesson 24, Rabbi Nachman says that when a person starts going up and up and up, because now he's on a roll, he's done mitzvot with joy, he's extracted himself from the evil, so to speak, and he's going up and up and up, and his intellect is running to pursue the infinite light, which is the highest delight, the highest experience possible. And then before reaching that point, there's a bang, there's a a bump into a wall which is called the keter, the crown which protects so to speak like a crown the infinite light which is beyond beyond it the crown is is like on the head but like a protection wall this is like a terminology Rabbi Nachman uses elsewhere in lesson number six this keter now also is a preparatory stage for a person to be fit to perceive the infinite light and what is the preparatory stage? That a person is purposely bounced backwards. Okay? And this backwards push is called a hamtana. It's a waiting period, which is really a test to see how the person takes this waiting period. <clears throat> if he takes it <clears throat> sorry, as a stage for spiritual growth, he will then be fit and worthy to perceive the infinite light. But if he takes it negatively 
and he's broken because of it and he's sad and he takes it in a negative way so he never merits to taste the infinite light it is nonetheless at the end of the day it is a waiting period it's a hamtana and waiting is an integral factor to making chametz leavened bread how is leavened made by waiting too long by letting the wheat the flour and the water be stuck together for a, a long a specific minimal period of time where then it becomes leavened fermented the fermentation takes place they say after 18 minutes for example right when making matzot etc you have to not wait more longer than 18 minutes of having the dough not dealt with it has to be constant movement with the hands and you know with the netting of the dough etc and movement and movement so it doesn't have an 18 minute period of unrest of, of, of rest has to be always on the move so when we have a waiting period which is letting the that's an integral factor of chametz this Rav Nosen says is connected to the idea of the keter look what he says as a chametz when now though when uh, normally chametz is considered not something pure which is the idea why we don't eat chametz on Pesach we required a high high level of moral purity of holiness and no attachment to any physicality which is reflected the negativity for the physicalities is reflected in the chametz and the leaven because a person has waited and waited in the physicality that's the idea of the bread and the flour and the water together together waiting in a period that a person it's it's allowed to be mixed in creating fermentation so to a person who wants to strive for holiness has to be detached from fermentation of physicality that's the idea why in pesach we don't eat matzah we work on ourselves to a certain degree and that's why after pesach we're allowed to eat chametz all year round but the idea of chametz for example an offering on the sacrifice and the korban it's normally forbidden this is the only exception, the Toda, and like we said also, the Shavuot offering, which we're not going to go into right now. But in the Korban Toda, why is the Chametz? Because here, it's a fermentation which is done as part of the purification process. It's a stage of fermentation, of waiting, in order to perceive the infinite light. The Keter, the concept of the Keter, has pushed a person backwards. And by being pushed back, he's now in waiting stage. He wants to advance. They're not letting him. So he has to wait. He's been pushed backwards. And he has to wait in the setback, which is for his benefit. Like Rabbi Nachman calls it in Lesson 24. It causes the misader umayashev shalamochin. It causes a person to organize and structure and we collect his intellect, building up properly to, to assess what he's built up until now in life without going further. And it's like a waiting stage. It's for his benefit. He takes it in a positive vein, which is besimcha, bejoy, enjoy. This enables him through the keter to bypass afterwards this waiting period of the keter, the crown. And yes, perceive the infinite light, each person according to their level. Okay? So he's saying, Aza chametz This type of chametz, this type of waiting due to the bounce back from the keter is considered a high level, a high status of holiness. This is the idea of the chametz in the thanksgiving offering. Normally, chametz is not allowed as part of an offering. Here it is, because it's a holy type of chametz. Rav Nassim explains better. 
שזוכים על ידי שנתהפך היגון לשמחה, שזהו בחינת עוונות להתהפכין לזכויות. Amazing. This type of waiting, and the person takes it properly, in other words, from the bounce back, this a person merits through that he transforms <coughs> the sadness to joy. The transformation of sadness to joy was like at two stages. It was the initial stage, the initial stage of getting out of a rut, out of the klipot, out of the evil, is by doing the mitzvot b'simcha. And then a second stage of simcha, Rabbi Nachman explains, lesson 24, is when you're bounced back by the keter, because you're going up and up and up and up, and then you're pushed back, when you take it positively, you take it with joy. So these two stages are the concept of transforming one's sins into, into, into sorry, transforming the sadness into joy. Because ideally, a person should be sad. What? What is this? I want to come closer to Hashem. And they're pushing me back. But all they want is to be a good Jew. All they want is to come closer. Why are they pushing me back? A person doesn't stay in that sadness of feeling dejected and rejected. He's happy because he knows this is part of the growth process. He's able to take it properly. Because like we said many times, Rav Nosson went into it earlier, that the way you ascend determines your descent. If the ascent was done with feelings of joy and thanksgiving and humility, recognizing that this is all undeserved, this is a gift, every every drop of good, thank you, Hashem, thank you. I appreciate it. To the extent that even if it's taken away, I'm still happy because I know that in the first place it was a gift. I'm giving thanks to Hashem at every stage of happiness and joy and opening that I have in my life. So I have that happiness in my momentum so that when I'm pushed back, pushed back I can take it properly. Okay? So this is the ultimate sign that a person has transformed his sadness into joy. And he says this is similar to, synonymous with the concept that we mentioned earlier also. He, he quoted Rabbi, Rav Nossin earlier from Lesson 22, this concept of how sins are turned into merits. That it's done like this. Like we said, we just said, we, we just mentioned in this in this paragraph itself that a person, the Gemara says, right? We saw the Gemara from Nidarim, page forty-one a, that a person is not rescued from his his uh, sins, his sorry, his, his his danger, unless first they forgive him of his sins. So a person is rescued from sadness. It's a sign that they've forgiven his sins from heaven. But to activate it, you need to cry to Hashem. Yes, but the main salvation is to give you the da'at, the, the knowledge to realize that Hashem is really good. And when you pick up on this point, this now gets you out, and it's a sign that they've forgiven you for your sins. So Rav Nosson says they're all one concept. And he says, This, as he mentioned earlier of Nosson, is the rectification of the keter. The rectification of the keter in order to enable and allow a person to perceive the infinite light, he has to have, at least to some degree, his sins atoned for, which is reflected in turning sadness into joy. And this is the tikkun rectification of the keter being pushed back and taking it in a positive vein, in a happy vein. This is what causes, this is the rectification of the keter, which is the proceeding, the, the initial stage to perceiving the infinite light, the stage before perceiving the infinite light. Rav Nosson says this fits in now with the same concept 
of what our sages of blessed memory said in the Midrash. They said like this in the Midrash. This is Midrash Rabbah, Vayikra, uh, chapter 9, passage section number 7. Shela'atid kol korbanot betelin chutz mikorban toda. That in the future, all the sacrifices will cease to exist except for the Thanksgiving korban. By the way, this needs, this needs a bit of elaboration because the truth is there will be still a korban tamid, a daily sin offering for the Jewish people as a whole will be offered. Things will be offered in a continuity. What will cease to exist is the personal sin offerings. There will be no sins, there will be no leprosy, no other personal incidents. So because of that, personal sacrifices for atonement will no longer exist. The only personal sacrifice that will continue to exist is this Thanksgiving offering. Because people will be in a stage of always giving thanks constantly. This will push a person always to give thanks because of all the big miracles and breakthroughs. And then Hashem will answer a person even before crying out to Hashem. A person won't be, be, be even thrown into a distressed situation because Hashem will save him ready before he calls out to him. So this is the only sacrifice that will continue to exist. That's what the Midrash says there. Okay? And Avonosan explains this. <laughs> All sacrifices, uh, a burnt offering, a sin offering, a guilt offering, etc., they all come to atone. Atonement will not be needed in the future. It's only now atonement is needed, like we see. Why will not be needed in the future? Because in the future, everything, all atonement will be done already. Why? Why is that, by the way? The suffering and pain that the Jewish people as a whole and individually went through in this exile will be enough of an atonement that in the future, no future atonement will be needed. In other words, people won't come necessarily to sin, to fall in the future. Because we've already gone through so much, we'll be protected. We have a special protection against Yetzirah. And indeed, they say the Yetzirah will be slaughtered. There'll be no more Yetzirah in the future. There'll be a totally different devotion that we're going to have in the future, which will be the devotion of just giving thanks. Phenomenal, this idea. So he's saying, Rav Nassim, then in the future, everything will be already atoned. Aval toda hoda'a, but the giving thanks, the korban toda and giving thanks, which is associated with it, which Rav Nosser explains, to tell over the kindnesses of Hashem and His wonders to mankind, to people, to other people, to society, how everything has been transformed to good, because that will be more revealed in the future. That will be the only thing happening. How there'll be like a, a type of a difficulty and people will be extracted immediately, how everything will be turned into good. Okay? Dashadaika, but also this is referring to the Jewish people as well will look, will look as the, at the past as being like that. They went through what we went through and Hashem rescued us and everything was turned into the good in the end. Everything worked out in the end. There was no need to be sad, no need to cry out because we got out of everything. <coughs> Because in the future, everything will work out. 
because specifically that we went through, we lived the experience of this world. And each person endured whatever they endured in their life, okay? All the difficulties and challenges that everybody went through without exception. And to the point where we saw in history, in Jewish history, until many <coughs> fell, they stumbled because of their sins very, very much. Many people didn't make it to get to the final redemption, but others did. But we see that many fell off. Many, many souls fell off until they came back in, in several reincarnations until they, until they were finally rectified or some souls are destroyed because they fell to such a low level of despair and giving up that they became totally evil, total deniance of Hashem's existence, total, total atheists with no good left over and just promoting evil, those type of souls are destroyed, okay, unfortunately. But the others who held on, by miracle held on because they're always trying to be positive, trying to look for the good, trying to have meaning in life, trying to have a purpose in connecting to Hashem and with the truth no matter what they went through, okay? So he's saying, but still, the test and challenge was that many people in the, in the, in the endurement of this world stumbled and fell because of their sins. But now, in the future redemption, everything now has been transformed for the good like the verse reads, it's a clear verse, and we brought this verse already many times. We just brought it from lesson 22, and the verse we brought earlier, that on that day in the future, it will be sought out and searched, etc., the sin of the Jewish people, and it is, it, is no, it is no longer there. There's no longer any sin and iniquity left because everything was transformed into merits because of the joy, okay, that they had in, in making it that far to the future redemption, God willing, okay? <coughs> that this is the idea, the concept of the Korban Toda, the Thanksgiving offering, that we bring two things together, the Matzah and Chametz, and as mentioned above, Rav Nosen went into this earlier, the idea of the Matzah is the refined rectification, and Chametz is the fermentation, which is like the sadness, which is transformed into happiness, how the suffering and challenge a person through it, built up Simcha to get out of it, okay, as mentioned above, the Rav Nosen already explained this earlier, when he went into the details of the four types of the breads, if you remember the beginning of this lesson, this will not cease to exist. How a person was able to transform the chametz into a salvation in itself, the sadness into joy, the sins into merits, this will no longer, this won't stop. <coughs> this will continue to exist. Because this will be the whole future por- portion of the future world for everyone. What that which a person's sins were transformed into merits, that the sadness was transformed into joy, that will be the whole person, the, the, the person's int- biggest portion or his entire portion of the world to come. You see that already, that this is the this being the main challenge in this world. 
the main challenge in this world is that through the suffering and challenges people are going through, they fall to sadness and depression. By seeing how it is so much a part of life in this world, and how people fall mainly in this area, that shows you that what will be the goodness of the world to come is bypassing, overcoming that sadness, making, reaching the joy. If now, this is the challenge of daily living, <clears throat> it shows you, and that's such a hard challenge to pass and to finally reach it, and a person already who reaches that joy is considered a Ben Olam Abba, a son of the world to come. So it shows you that this will be the essence of our reward in the world to come. How we've had our sadness transformed into joy. That will be the goal. Because you see already in this world how this is such a challenge for all of society. For mankind, 99.99% of our struggles is in this area. That we're sad and, and broken and pushed down because of the challenges and suffering that we're going through in life. Things that make us feel bad and negative. Okay? This will be what Rosen says, the whole chalik of the Lama of everybody. Okay? You see, this is the whole idea of the reward. That which a person merited through his toiling, his effort of passing through this world specifically, and everything that's encompassed in this world, all the challenges and pain and suffering and setbacks and failures, etc., that this idea of this concept of the verse we mentioned many times already above that people we will reach joy and delight and the sadness will take off like, right? like we mentioned this earlier this, will, this already is a goal already in this world and it will be made the prophecy will be made complete in the future this concept of transforming the sadness into joy will be made fully and complete in the future like a verse, like the verse reads, right? And we said we, we brought down this verse many times. And those redeemed from Hashem will come back. Okay, those redeemed from their challenges will come back. And the verse continues, etc. And joy and delight will they reach, because they went through the challenges, they passed through them. Aval, but nonetheless, it will be different for each person. Says how to what degree you merit your portion in the world to come, to what degree you reach this joy, each one is different. Each person commensurate to how much he merited already in this world to come close to, we mentioned this earlier, to come close to tzaddikim and righteous Jews, righteous individuals, who are always out there to inspire you and infuse you with joy, no matter what you're going through. This is why we said, if you remember earlier, we said this earlier in a previous paragraph, why it's so important that a person needs a tzaddik. It's not enough just to read books and buy your art school books and be a part of a shul and a community and that's it. You need a tzaddik in your life. You won't have happiness. You won't pass the challenges if you don't have simcha. And the way to have simcha is you have someone who's a beacon of this light of joy because he's passed the test already. That's why he's a tzaddik. Or those connected to tzaddikim are called ksherim, righteous individuals. They may not be tzaddikim yet, but they're affiliated with tzaddikim and they also are a source of joy for people. So 
a commensurate of Nosan is writing here something amazing. How much you are connected to these tzaddikim and these righteous, kosher, upright people, that will determine how much joy you have, how much joy you succeed in reaching, how much you succeed in transforming the sadness into joy, and that will determine how big your portion is in the world to come. Okay? You see, and commensurate to that, you fulfill this advice in this world already before the, the world to come, which will determine how big your portion will be in the world to come. Within bitterness of the suffering, whether physically, of the emotion of the soul, or monetary of money, which you went through, all the difficulties and bitterness that you went through, and yet you were able to transform everything into joy, and that was due to how close you were to tzaddikim, and upright individuals who shine the joy into you, and thus transform everything into joy, like we mentioned above, like we said, commencement to how much you did it already in this world depending on that will you merit in the future world in time to come to this at a complete level according to your level when we say complete each person has a different complete level and this is the whole idea of the korban toda and as I mentioned above and this explains why it's the only korban that will continue to exist in the future because that's the goal to get to that of turning the sadness and depression into joy and happiness.